All right, tonight we're going to do the Paradise Syndrome. An episode John's that we favorite have... episode. Long. You know, it was. It's always been my favorite episode. And I... You know, I, I got a text from Rob about an hour ago while I was watching it, and it uh, said something along the effect of... Uh, it's it's much better than I was expecting or something. Yes. And I hate to I hate to admit it, it wasn't as bad as I, I was kind of psyched up for. I was going to say, um, it's never been a favorite of mine, but it also, um, I've never hated it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some incredibly stupid things in it, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, it, it, it has, it has some interesting stuff in it, um, some things you can you can kind of go into the rest of the series with. Um, there's a there's some good Spock and McCoy stuff going on and all that and it's if you if you like William Shatner it's it's just wonderful. <laughs> you mean if you like Shatner's Shatner overacting and extremely ridiculous. overacting, it's just it's it's like they just and it, it, it the um you know I, I listened to it. I, I kind of watched it on my laptop with my headphones on, and so I, I, I got definitely heard some of the the background score a little bit more closely than uh, than I was used to. And, and there's a lot of really interesting stuff in the score. There's a lot too. of new cues. I felt like cues that I that I hadn't heard yeah, before. Yeah, a lot of original stuff and some old things mixed in, but um, so def- definitely new. Who did the uh, score? Was that Kaplan or Steiner or? I forgot to look it up. I was kind of I was kind of rushed, so I didn't. Let me see if I can look that up real quick. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, so. But it it it, it has this kind of '60s Brian Wilson, you know, guitar bass thing going on with strings and a little bit of French. And, <laughs> um, the beginning of it sounds like a flute concerto. <laughs> it's just. It's it's kind of all over the map, but it's distinctive. It, it it's not like the scores for any of the other episodes, except for the the Spock. Yes, theme I was gonna say it incorporates the, the Spock. That they brought back from from uh, a mock time. Yeah, that was a nice touch. But yeah, yeah, definitely, it's a surprising bit of uh, music music continuity that you don't usually get. Well, you know, except the fact, except when they just you know recycle right. stuff like they often. Well, do. I was gonna say. Actually, the most likely reason for that is that they were recycling. They didn't want to pay for. Well, I, I think that happened, but you know, I, I I'm pretty sure that that especially the the Spock motif that was was put in was it sounded like a different arrangement. It did to, to me, me too. Yeah, it didn't sound. So I, I I don't I don't think it was just you know they took the recording from season two and spliced it in. I I think I think it, the whoever composed it actually. You know, wrote it in. So I, you know, for you know, they they obviously spent the money on this one on this episode in the location shoot and the music. <laughs> you know, this um, I actually think this episode was well executed, and there were some problems with the, the with the idea and the and the premise that that fits into my theory of Star Trek decadence, which is that in er- earlier seasons, similar story would have played out in the context of a true alien species and right. it would have and then it would have made it more interesting and this 
it just sort of falls into and I realize that they they use this the fact that these are Native Americans from Earth they use it as a way of of offering explanation for why there's so many humanoids in the galaxy I think that was a you know it, an explanation for the parallel worlds thesis a little bit yeah that that's true and there's more of that written into the episode than I remembered. Actually. Yeah, same, same here, same here. I, th- and, and yeah, it's um, and of course, as I'm, I know Eric's brought up, but the uh, what, what's it called, the chase. Oh yes, in next yeah. gen. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 mm. they they tie back into that, and and and, and, and it, people like to criticize that a lot, but it's it, either you buy it or you don't within the context of Trek, and I I think that's uh, that again, there's a little more meat on it than I I remembered. Right. Definitely the 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 Indian thing is you know is kind of silly and, and of course looking back on it today looks you know well it looks very hippie like and and that kind of thing but really it's uh, I, I I don't know it, I, I find myself uh, laughing at it less than I expected to. Well, and speaking of the portrayal of Native Americans, that uh, was really pretty. Um, I don't know if you call it racist, but. <clears throat> it wasn't um it was perpetuating the stereotype you know that the white man is superior and mm-hmm. and native americans are the noble savages who are very simple minded yeah. yeah. you know particularly miramani and, and of course the the actors are probably all white too with makeup yeah. on not necessarily I mean, I, that's 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 very old, old yeah, hollywood yeah yeah i think there uh, yeah i mean i don't it's hard to tell obviously sometimes whether someone actually is uh I mean the the guy who played the what what's his name the 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 opposing love interest yeah Salish you know, Salish, whatever yeah, that yeah, was. he 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 looked Italian to me <laughs> he did he did but you know he wasn't an idiot I, either I mean he was the one who no no in fact I I actually felt kind of sorry for the guy he kind of got the shaft yeah well I mean and I mean we can combine misogyny corner with um, stereotype corner. <laughs> Uh, because I mean, Miramani was not only uh, um, a ditz; she was also a fickle slut. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She, well, gruesome. let's not let's not oh, slut shame, uh, Eric. <laughs> no, I mean she was, but, you're, but you're right. She was <laughs> she was so subservient, and oh, it terrible. just felt like a step backward. She she literally she literally hangs she off does. Of Kirk's arm. She does. It felt like a step backward from where what we've seen with some of the female characters, even in the last episode of the Enterprise incident, you know. Um, no, definitely. I mean, a huge leap. And, I, and and as long as we're, I know we're kind of jumping around here a little bit, but I don't quite, I, I, I got near the end and, and you know, and she obviously, obviously she has to, has to die. Right. And, but the fact that, you know, the way she was killed was really unconvincing. Well, yeah, you know, it, it's like it, it, I mean, it, it's it looked like Kirk took most of the rocks, and she just kind of fell down. And, oh, I guess she's gonna. That's die. because well, uh, and... Shat, Shatner always has to show the most agony whenever. <laughs> well, very Christ-like, <laughs> tortured, or but he he always has to yeah. show the most agony, but yet he always has to be the one who is able to resist the most of of any anyone in the the group that's being assaulted or. And looking good. And looking good. Well, and that's particularly ridiculous um, because he frequently 
endures longer than Spock, and Spock, with his superior Vulcan physiology and physique, should be um, able to endure the most pain, the most um, duress, whatever it is, mm-hmm. of any of the crew. So. Yeah. 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 That that, that that's of course a, b- a bigger issue than just this. Oh, I think you could put that. I think you could pin that pretty squarely on Shatner's um, being defensive about his central role in the series when Spock became very popular and Nimoy writes in his his more recent biography I am Spock he writes about that that it Kirk would respond or Shatner responded to that by having persuading the writers to put in lines where where Kirk would basically explain science or, or he, he would finish Spock's yeah, sentences yeah. and so and it was sort of it, it feels like that's where it's coming from but um that influence, yeah. And, and speaking of that, um, how, how about the scene where, you know, Spock picks up the two rocks and has to explain the situation <laughs> to McCoy, who comes off like such a dumbass? Hey, you, you almost uh, hear him say, okay, now, this is This rock, us. this is your... <laughs> I know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's rather uh, silly, and it, I feel like that that's bad, but... intended for the audience. I, th- I really think there's an effort... That's true. That was definitely uh, exposition. Yeah, I, f- I feel like there's a, some effort going on to reintroduce the show to an audience to try to keep it keep it alive. And I think that's the dumbed down aspects of this, or you know, kind of fit within that. I, it's my sense of what's going on, and that you know, we talked before about Freddie Freiberger and and how yeah. he sort of that's what he tended to do to, to shows, you know, as Try, it was dumb them down. Um, okay. Provide broader appeal. The oh, audience. and um, I just yeah. looked it up, just found it. Um, the featured music was composed by Gerald Freed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 cool. Um, okay, so in a, in this episode, I had a lot of effects stuff, you know, that was replaced in this in the you know remaster versions. Yeah. Uh, that that was that was kind of nice. Um, I think this is the only episode, um, even among the remastered ones, where we saw the the deflector dish firing a beam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's that was actually nice, and and that uh, boy, the outdoor photography looked awfully yeah. nice. This uh, I was reading on uh, Wikipedia that this was one of the only two uh, third season episodes that did outdoor shoots. The other one was uh, yeah. um, All Our Yesterdays, uh, mm. and the street fight mm-hmm. was done on... Yeah, that's... Um, because, you know, and, and this this episode looked relatively expensive, you know, as much as I've, I've laughed at it in the past. Um, they they definitely had a budget. Yeah, well, they had to construct yeah. that yeah, they, they had a, that obelisk. Yeah, that you know, you know that obelisk actually looks pretty yeah. good. Yeah, even in HD, it looks good. Yeah, I I I didn't see any. It it still looked pretty impressive, and it, it worked. Well, and you know, um, I was thinking about it. Um, the The premise of the story is not um, is not a bad one. Um, the whole idea of you know the uh, the obelisk and who placed it there and why and how it was accessed and uh, you know it was yep. a yep. 
it was a perfectly reasonable story premise. I, yeah, I, I the, the 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 overall part of the story I actually I find pretty compelling and works well as you know science fiction and uh, the um, they just should have had Shatner no, dial it back. <laughs> yeah, there there needs to be some changes definitely. And the um, the other the other thing that occurred to me near the beginning of the episode is how they're they're definitely interfering with the planet. Before I mean they don't know that there's some device there that's failed to you know fire up and get rid of the asteroids. They're they're going to save the planet. Is that not a prime directive? Uh, well, they didn't intend to interact with the uh, the natives. That's true, but if it's there, you know, if, I, I don't know, maybe that that's a different read. I don't know that the Prime Directive that, so. prevents you from um, intervening, intervening to rescue a planet. I think it's just... in it Because they do it in Next Gen a couple of times, yeah. I know, where they, 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 they help out a planet without necessarily doing, you know, giving them technology or something. Right, like or, or revealing yeah, themselves. I think the idea or, is that they don't interfere with uh, the development of indigenous cultures, intelligent cultures, um, or populations, however you want to put it. I guess I could have used just a little bit, a couple of sentences of dialogue to just that, that that's being considered. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's being pretty nitpicky. Yeah, they didn't ask you, did they? No, they really didn't. Bastards. Oh, I was... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scotty is is more prominent in this episode than I remember. He he, he gets to wail on and on about his engines broken. It's for we burns. <laughs> yeah, it's like he he's he's ratcheted up the uh, the 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 old Scottish uh, shtick that he does even more. Like groundskeeper Willie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Definitely. It's um. Yeah, it's interesting because. Uh, I like the fact that the the engines fail, um, yeah. And they oh, and then they're, they're like they just hang out for fifty something days, right? And then they're all of a sudden better. <laughs> that was kind of weird. I, I I don't know. They 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 basically like it's like Spock and McCoy have this this thing in in Spock's quarters, and they talk, and he leaves, and he comes back, and it's been two months. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, they're. Uh, and why couldn't they have called for I, I was just going to say, one of the things that struck me about this was, you know, they had two months. Are they honestly suggesting that there were no ships or facilities within two yeah, months? That, that, that yeah, that seemed a bit far. Yeah. It does. Well, I guess within two months by by impulse drive. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, no, but, there would have been other but ships. But couldn't, couldn't another but ship could, have Yeah, been that seems hard to believe. That another ship couldn't have come to help them. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, do you guys have anything else for this one? I know we're kind of up against the clock here. Uh, I was trying to think if there was anything else that struck me about it. Um, nothing, nothing leaps out at me. Um... Oh, what one? I, I I kind of enjoyed watching, you know, the the near the end again when the storms come up and 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 and, and Kirk figures out that oh shit, you know, I, I got laid and everything, and now I gotta go do something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how she kind of springs it on him, like like nobody mentioned to him yeah, that all this was right. going on. Oh, by the right? way, during all these months he was there, 
And she mentions the blue light. And yeah, nobody out said, "Oh, by the way, it's the like, skies have been darkening, and and you're we're expecting you to save us, so you better get." <laughs> nobody stuff. prepared him for that. No, 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 and he's worried about canals and irrigation. And the, feeding the feeding right, yeah, he's worried stuff. about. It. The other thing is that Salish, you know, attacks him and discovers that he bleeds, but then yeah, but, but yeah, then nothing, I, expect, I was like, it. doesn't he follow up in some way and try to? Try to get him, or yeah, that that seemed like a missed yeah. missed opportunity there. Yeah, you would think that there would be some uh, pointed questions about that. So about the bleeding, um... <laughs> right? He just gave up, and then and then later on, oh, let's stone him. <laughs> yeah, lost interest, and then oh, on second thought, let's stone him to death. Or you know, I don't like that bitch anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, I, I don't know, I felt, it's like this, I don't think it was a bad episode, I really don't, I think it was mediocre, and and derivative of better episodes, but... Like what? Sure. Oh, you know, um, just episodes that are more, like, more better. Uh, more better. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just thinking of, offhand, just thinking of, you know, Friday's Child... Oh, okay. A private little war, you know, where, where there's, where they're making contact with a with a primitive civilization, but the the civilization is more interesting. And I mean, not that okay, not that Native Americans aren't interesting, but I'm talking about the. <laughs> but this this is not really. No, Native I'm talking American. about the kind this of is, just know, Hollywood, the bland Native Hollywood, <laughs> just kind of generic Native American tribe. Yeah, cowboys are. and Indians. Right, yeah. and so that's what kind of one one step up from a bad John Wayne. Type oh of thing. well, I wouldn't know, don't know that I'd say that, but. <laughs> I don't know, the plot sort of sometimes felt like the plot from Oklahoma or something, or Salish is like Judd Fry, and... (laughs) That was the dramatic arc, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, But it was... uh, Yeah, it's... it's You know, you tend to see these... I tend to watch these through the prism of the way I remember them from childhood, and I... And, of course, when we saw this for the first time, we were, you know, prepubescent boys, and anything that had to do with, like love or sex was bore, either boring well and had all these stretches of uh, what to us was extremely yeah, right. <laughs> like, you know reading into the subtle nuances of uh, of the Oklahoma romance plot right. was uh, not really happening right uh, can't there be more science or space battles or something going on yeah it's like oh they go out in space and oh now they're not doing anything back to the planet <laughs> right. oh snooze right. <laughs> But yeah. Why, why couldn't that fight with what's his name gone on a little bit longer? Or yeah, Salish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very short. It wasn't. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, dis- we wanted to fight like the disappointing, like the one with Captain Tracy. That was a real fist fight. That was like yeah, the best yeah. best much, melee in, in any Star Trek episode, probably. Much superior. <laughs> anyway, well, that's good. Well, um, shall we wrap it up? Sure. Yes, indeed. And I'm sure we'll have lots of great insight in our written reviews. Oh, as we always do. I'm sure you will. I know. Yes. What's up next? Okay. Uh, Eric, what is uh, next? Well, you got to hold on here a second. Um, what is next? Uh, hmm. Bear with me, bear with me. And the children shall lead. Oh, that's, I haven't seen that one for ages. Hail, that's going to be interesting. I'm, af- I'm afraid. An episode featuring a prominent San Francisco attorney. Yeah, I remember that. In oh, his only, or or one of his only acting roles. 
Anyway. Thank God. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that next time. It, it's funny. We're probably going to rip that one apart more than that. I think, this one. I think that's probably right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this one's funny because it actually, in some strange ways, improved with age. <laughs> Which I didn't right. expect. So, surprise us. Huh? Well, okay. Then why don't we call this one good and we'll see you next time. Adios. Good night.